Every story needs a hero, and every story needs a villain. Welcome back to Hero and the Villain. My name is Drew. This is the podcast where we dive into shadow work, where we dive into duality and the darker side of human psychology and emotion in very layman's terms sort of way, slightly punk rock, somewhat technical, and that makes it fun for everybody to listen to. So I want you to name a bad habit that you do. Now, I'm willing to bet at least half of you had to stop and think for a second what you consider to be a bad habit. Maybe you're on your cell phone too much or surfing the internet too much. Perhaps you are socially scattered and double book yourself. Maybe you still bite your nails. I'm not here to judge. We all have a few bad habits we'd like to break, right? But how many of these habits fall somewhere between annoying and damaging? Do any bad habits you have kind of stand on the brink of being addictive? Do any of these bad habits actually... Do any of these bad habits actually have you harboring shame? Well, before we get too deep into that, we should probably define all these things called habits. A good habit. Very close to a routine, so to speak. Maybe going to the gym five times a week. Doing laundry twice a week. Cleaning your house a couple times during the week. Those are good habits to keep. Basic routines, good habits, they enhance your world. Bad habits, being on your phone nonstop when you're hanging out with friends, that's one. Maybe interrupting people when they talk, that's another bad habit. Addiction would be checking your social media feeds to the point where you get nothing else done. Social media addiction, actually a thing. Drug addiction, booze, gambling, sex, things of that nature. Good habits can be viewed almost like a routine that has positive outcomes or results or really no negative impact on your life. We like these. We have many of these, right? Many good habits we have. we had to practice and perform them repeatedly in order to obtain them. Now, defining a bad habit is a little bit more tricky. It's still a regular kind of practice or tendency. And a habit is basically an automatic response to a specific situation, right? But when it is bad is when there is a complete lack of mindfulness to the whole process. And if it's left unchecked, it can or could morph into a possible addiction, which is more or less a bad habit fused with past trauma. And it's used as a coping mechanism, basically influence behavior from a psychological or 
uh, physiological factor for the technical side of it. Humans, you know, are creatures of habit and routine. Habits and routine are one of the things that have kept our species going for years and years. Habits are developed basically as an energy and a time saver. So we don't have to spend all this time figuring out how to do something. It basically eliminates any sort of deliberation, making it like painful and painstaking. The same, though, applies to bad habits forming. So much of what we do as, as humans, I should say, what we do as adults, it was a result of learning right or wrong, bad or good as kids. Even though we've talked about children often starting to develop parts of their shadow at an early age, our basic functions were also born early. Look both ways before crossing the street. Don't kick your brother in the face. Wear a seatbelt. Eat your veggies. Our brains... Our brains are quite incredible, quite fascinating as they are. They function in this way where in order to basically conserve energy, it relies on making instant shortcuts that are called heuristics. And more on that later. The brain identifies these patterns, then it makes assumptions on them then runs on autopilot to consume resources. The awesome and very profound doctor, psychologist, and author, Ronald Siegel, in his book, Mindfulness Solution, talks about how we all have the angel and the devil thing on our shoulders. It gives us a lot of ambivalence towards everything that's in our world. Sigmund Freud talks about our superego, giving us the idea that a bigger version of ourselves is watching over us to give us reminders of good and bad and or shame, guilt, to arise when we ignore basic learned life rules. So our primal instincts get bombarded with modern devices and influences constantly throughout the day to shape our habits and assist in removing mindfulness and it allows impulses to do the driving. And when this happens more often than not, something below the surface is doing the driving, the root, some bit of trauma or even parts of our shadow. So let's dive into one. And this is smaller, but you'll catch it. A weird habit I've talked about with a few people. I've done this in the past. I don't know why. Well, maybe I know why, but I know other people have done it and we've laughed about it. It's the great movie lie. Someone asked, did you see that movie? And you just say, yeah, it was great, but you never saw it. The lack of mindfulness is paired with a knee jerk reaction to feel socially included. Typically stemming from either the lack of connection with others, poor social bonding, or perhaps feeling as if you weren't a favorite child of your siblings, et cetera, et cetera. Not every habit is born of trauma, of course, but all habits have the same elements to them. Charles Duhigg, in the book The Power of Habit, brought us the concept of the habit loop. And three things create or make a habit. 
a cue or a trigger, a routine or AKA behavior, and some sort of a payoff or a reward at the end of it. So let's look at the trigger. Modern stress itself is a trigger. Stress could make somebody want to drink and getting drunk is the payoff for that said habit. The aforementioned bad habit could then become an addiction from feeling guilt or shame for doing so. Even though you know it's not healthy, it is not dealt with, and the underlying issue is not really confronted, and addiction happens generally when the brain structure itself is then modified or altered. We've talked about addiction before, but going under bad habits and addiction to the roots are the key to understanding why basic mindfulness might be difficult for some people to apply it in order to overcome bad habits. Unresolved trauma or trauma left unconfronted can manifest itself through bad habits, addictions, because of how closely tied they are to us, to our character. These things keep us chained to our childhood, our past, our link to our shadow that comes out in patterns and various behaviors. You don't have a bad habit of picking dysfunctional partners. You have unresolved bullshit that keeps your bad partner picking habit alive, if that makes sense. We kind of touched on that in the dating episode a little bit. And it is also not uncommon to be unable to start new habits for similar reasons. It's hard to make healthy habits if you only have time and energy that you're putting into or making possible the bad ones, right? So how do we break bad ones? First, you have to take your brain off autopilot and be aware of the habit and its process to be as mindful as possible, even if it feels dumb to ask yourself why you drink coffee at exactly 7.34 a.m. every day or you put your left shoe on before your right. I know it sounds trivial, but why do you do that, right? Bill Sullivan, PhD, states that your brain is constantly overusing mental shortcuts and diverting energy into worrying about the future, which is basically the brain's number one thing it enjoys doing. Remember those heretics I mentioned earlier? That's how it operates, basically. Sullivan says that our big squishy brains basically run at its default setting constantly, which is wandering all over the place, the past, the future. There is a good chance while you were listening to this episode, you thought about what you need to do right after you're done listening to it, right? Humans by design are not configured to live in the present. We think about the next meal, the next day, the next opportunity to procreate, rinse, lather, repeat. And the modern person is so busy living then or later, they rarely exist for the right now very long. So it starts with the effort to realize nothing has to be automatic. A lot of things will be. But if you pump your brakes, you see the trail might have more than just one path. Maybe there are several paths. If you practice identifying these possible paths and many small habits that you do, the process could be applied to bigger habits or especially the bad ones that are not doing you any service. The key is just slowing down enough to see what 
the choices are, even if there is an extremely logical or obvious one. So to get there, you got to check in with yourself on a small one, a small action. Say if you get a text from a friend and they ask if you have a minute to talk, do you lie and say no? If so, does guilt and shame pop up? If you say yeah and ask if they're okay, what do you feel? If you see it and simply do nothing, do you feel anything about avoiding it? We as people, especially your brain, it dislikes failing, right? And it brings up emotions like our beloved guilt and shame to try to help us tie emotions to the choices and actions that we make to get us to make better ones. It's like having the angel and the devil on your shoulder. The superego, the subconscious, the conscious, the shadow, they're all saying something to you about the choices that you make. We get these choices all the time to do what we must to enjoy life. One choice we get is to slow everything down, right? In the words of the great Sir Ferris Bueller III, Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. And that's very true for your habits. So start practicing some mindfulness. Slow things down a little bit. Even if it seems really small and stupid at times, try it on a few of your habits, whether they're the good ones or your bad ones. See what comes about. You might just be surprised when you don't just react, what kind of choice you can end up making? There's a really good chance that if it's a bad habit and you ignore the idea that you have a choice in it, there's something underneath that needs to be looked at. And that could be your shadow calling. This has been Drew. This has been Hero and the Villain. More soon. Thanks for listening.